the Getting Better Now podcast, presented by the Golf Business Network, the show by golf professionals for golf professionals, profiling experts from inside and outside the golf industry to help you advance your career, make a lasting impact, and achieve your goals. Here's your host, PGA professional from St. David's Golf Club, Dean Candle. Most of us in this business are in agreement that when working at a club, it's important to place a special focus on your ladies' program and for the ladies that are playing golf at your facility. We also know that based on statistics, female golfers serve as a huge opportunity to bring players into the game both as beginners and as those that are interested in returning to golf after a long layoff. With this said, it can be a challenge to run new and innovative programs for your ladies that create interest that develop their golf skills, and nurture their specific needs. Our guest in this episode is an expert in this area and will help all of us generate some new ideas to make our ladies' program stand out and be unique. Gia Bokra-Levski is a Class A LPGA professional that's been teaching the game for over 20 years and for the last 10 years has been teaching at Hamilton Farm Golf Club in Gladstone, New Jersey. Gia has been selected as one of Golf Digest's best young teachers in America, as well as a Golf Digest best teacher by state. One of Gia's most unique experiences is that she was able to be the host of two separate golf lifestyle and travel shows that only served to increase her love for all of these areas and how things like travel, food, wine, and fashion integrate so perfectly with golf. Gia recently launched Golf Experiences for Her, where she personally creates a very special and sophisticated day for women centered around getting better at golf while enjoying some of the finer things in life. She's going to detail what goes into planning such a fantastic day for women and let us know some of the details we can all add into our ladies' programs to improve what we're offering in 2019. G is available to visit your club and host a golf experiences for her event for your members or as a way to showcase your facility to potential members. She could also be a great resource for you on a consultant basis, so if you have questions, you can find out more at trywithgia.com, that's G-I-A, or find her on Instagram at trywithgia. Here it is, our interview with Gia Bokra-Levski. I hope you enjoy it. Gia, welcome to the show today. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Dean. What's going on? Well, not too much sitting in here. Uh, it is, uh, I think, 14 degrees today, so it's warmed <laughs> up a little bit uh, versus yesterday. So I know it's no warmer up in North Jersey than it is uh, here in Philly. So uh, just, you know, winter time for golf pros in the Northeast, right? That's brutal. Absolutely yeah. brutal. I'm in my house with a hat on, cashmere sweater, <laughs> like as warm as I can get. So with that said, I appreciate you taking some time out of, I know this, this winter is probably really family focused for you, but hopefully uh, we got some quiet time. Kids are away right now, right? At school. Yep. In school. So we got yep. some, Thank goodness. good. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a little bit of quiet time here to, where we can chat. So I appreciate that. So you're teaching at Hamilton Farm these days. You've been there for a while. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing at the club and a little bit about Hamilton Farm in itself for our listeners out there that don't know the club. Yeah, Hamilton Farm is beautiful. It's a, uh, we're in Gladstone, New Jersey. It's a Herzen and Fry um, design. Uh, we have 36 holes. We have a full 18. Um, 
the Highlands course. And then we have the only USGA rated par three in the country called the Hickory. And it is super special. It's uh, our superintendent just keeps everything pristine. He does such a great job. And uh, the, uh, but the, it's some of the best approach shots you'll ever hit on that par three. It's, it's really special mm-hmm. and super underutilized. So that's one of the, the gems there, but uh, it's, um, it's a great golf club. It's a, there's, you know, it's a true golf club. Uh, there's no tennis, there's no pool. Um, we actually have, uh, the USET, the United States equestrian team, uh, rents space, um, on the property there. Um, they have a, a full kind of build out that they, um, keep their horses and, and have events at, uh, and then, um, we have a, um, a mansion on the property that I believe has eight bedrooms in it. So eight full suites. Uh, so you can stay if you're having a wedding at the club, you can stay there. And, and there's also a lodge that uh, is a, a separate. So if you're having a bunch of buddies that want to come down for the weekend and you want to get a lot of golf in and have some really great dinners, you kind of would stay at the lodge and, and hang out. But it's it's a definitely a special place. Uh, it's beautiful. We're in horse country of New Jersey, which I'm sure most people um, wouldn't believe. But right. it's, um, <laughs> it's super pretty. It's near where we were at. We, you and I worked together at Trump many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's about 10 minutes from the Trump golf course and, uh, in Bedminster. Um, but it's special. It's super special. So if you ever get a chance to come out and play, um, you know, jump on it. Yeah. A really a beautiful property as beautiful property as, as you'll find really at, at any club. So you've been teaching there for a number of years now, but I know that the amount that you're teaching as you've now have a young family's kind of changed. So what's day to day like for you these days? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely changed. When I got married, I slowly started pulling back on my weekends, which was really hard because I'd been used to, I mean, for many years, you know, all through my 20s, my early 30s, I'd worked six days a week, you know, just like everybody else, 60, 65 hours a week. But it, it needed a change. My husband works long, works long hours and I was working long hours and it was a new marriage. So kind of pulled back on some of my, um, my time at the club. And then once we started having kids, you know, it just wasn't making sense. I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't do both. And it's a challenge to juggle. And I'm sure any of uh, the golf pros listening, if you've, you know, had females on your staff and, or if you're a female, you know, director of golf or head pro, I'm sure you've, you've seen this across the board, but it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge keeping females in the business, first of all. And that's a whole nother episode that we can touch on at another point, but, um, it's, it's definitely tough. But for me, I've been, um, blessed, you know, Hamilton farm has really been an amazing spot for me. You know, I've worked with Mike Adams, um, for over 15 years and Mike's been, was at Hamilton farm for, uh, many, many years. And this is my 10th year and he won't be here with me this year, but, um, this will be my 10th year at Hamilton and they made it, made it easy for me. I can make my own schedule. I would make it work around the pregnancies and make it work around the kids' schedule. So I've been really, really lucky in that area. But I've had to think outside the box a little bit to, uh, and that's where we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, but I've had to kind of go in a different direction to really make it work in my world. And we can talk about that. Yeah. I mean, and as we all know, whenever I'm in a room with a bunch of golf pros, inevitably work-life balance usually comes up and the challenges of it. And usually because of, you know, the demographics of this business, I'm usually sitting in a room of all men, right? So most of us are dads and husbands and, and we have our challenges and we're talking about work-life balances and I'm never home or I can't get home. For 
a mom and a wife, there's a whole different level of work-life balance and and challenges that that you're going to face versus what I would face. But so it's awesome to hear that you've been able to kind of work your job into something that works in both ways. So you can keep your passion for teaching and helping people get better at golf and also, you know, do what's most important, taking care of your family. You know, most of you guys are the breadwinners in your family. I'm not the breadwinner in my family. So I needed to be the one to take care of the family. So, you know, that's where the timing had to change and, and kind of what I was doing had to change. And that's where golf experiences for her kind of came out of. I started a business just over two years ago now. And it's, you know, there was something missing. And it's not just because of my family, you know, because of my lifestyle. It's, it's because I really do believe that there was a, a, a gap. There was something missing uh, in the services we were providing women at the golf club. And uh, I feel like I was able to tap into that. And I understand it. And I, I wanted to find a way to, to kind of help us all figure out a new space for it. There's a huge opportunity there. Not not just with, you know, you've kind of taken it to another another level, integrating lifestyle. And again, we'll talk about this lifestyle, areas that women are really, you know, really love being around along with golf, you know, but there's a huge opportunity just in golf. I was just at a focus group that we had in the section earlier this week, and we had golf pros and we had teachers, uh, we had head pros, we had course owners, range owners, uh, one guy owned an indoor facility. The whole right. goal of this focus group was to really just um, put our heads together and talk about ideas to bring new players into the game and try to, uh, whether it's new players or lapsed players, into the game. And really, this isn't really groundbreaking, but the general consensus was that you know women are really the biggest opportunity that we have uh, because either they they want to start playing off, but they they're not for some reason, or they did play. Uh, before kids or something or before they were married and now, you know, they're ready to get back into it, but we're not doing the right things to help facilitate mm -hmm. that. So in your business, you've taken, you know, some of that opportunity, coupled it with passion for other lifestyle stuff. And it's a really awesome idea, filling that need and that, that way to get women out to the club. We're going to get into some ideas about women's golf in general, based on your experience. You're a women golf, woman golf for yourself, teach and coach a lot of women players. You now have your, your business that's geared towards women golfers. So for us guys out there, right, that are at clubs, we're probably tasked with running a women's mm -hmm. program, running a women's tournament program, running women's, call them clinics or player development programs. I know there are a lot of guys out there that are doing some great stuff these days, but I know that for most of us, there's probably some things we're not doing all that well or that we're missing because maybe we just don't see it. So throwing this out there first, what's one of the biggest detractors or what, what's one of the biggest things keeping women from coming out to the club in your experience? I think first and foremost, it's them being not being comfortable being at the club in general. I don't necessarily know if it's, if it's golf. I think maybe it's... Uh, it's it's going to the golf club. I think it's it could be potentially scary. Again, there are you know there are always outliers in all of this. But like if you your husband goes to the club and and he's gone all the time and you're not part of that of that culture of of, of going to the club on the weekends and 
getting in the car, going there, not really sure where you're going necessarily, or, you know, where do I, where do I park and where do I take my bag and what do I do? And you have a lesson, do I, all of those questions create a nervousness in a lot of women. Again, not everyone, mm-hmm. you know I mean? Like I'm one of those people that will you know, tell me to go somewhere. I will figure it out. You know I mean, but not everybody's like that. So giving them enough information to make them feel comfortable, I think is key. It's really, really mm-hmm. important. And I think it's, it's, um, it's something that's lacking, um, at, at, at some golf clubs, not everywhere. You know, some clubs do an awesome job of customer service. And uh, like, I, I'm, I'm customer service to the hilt. Like I, I love that aspect of, um, a golf club. And that's maybe why I'm a teacher communication and, and, and taking, taking care of people is kind of my thing. So if you're able to give women as much information as possible, that's so important in being at a Mm -hmm. golf club. So, and I don't, I don't want to run on with this, but think of it like this. Uh, and it's funny. I hear guys say this all the time at at, at different situations. Well, I'm not going to tell her until she needs to know. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, please stop. I'm like, they need to know like now she needs to know now because she has to figure out what she needs to wear. Are these guys married. How does she have to this? wear her hair? <laughs> well, that's just it. Exactly. Maybe, maybe not, you know, it could be some young, young right. guys and stuff like that, but you know, they, they really, women really need as much information mm-hmm. as possible so they can be as prepared as possible to get them as com- comfortable as possible. And then if you're going to teach them something on top of that, you, you want them to be in that great state of mind, that really good place to be able to, you know, accept the information. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think perfect example of that is say you're going to run a women's program. Let's just call it a women's clinic or a beginner clinic, sure. whatever you want to call it. And you take signups and there's and say you have 12 ladies that are going to come out that day. A lot of times what will happen, right, is that they don't get any communication beforehand, right? So yeah. there's a lot of assuming that the woman knows where to go, where to put her clubs, if she needs okay. clubs, what to do if she doesn't mm-hmm. have clubs, where's she going to meet, where's her? Where's the locker room, does she have a locker, where is the locker, does she, would she even have a key? You know, these are all these things that you know I've seen, yeah. <laughs> seen pop up over time that as you accumulate this experience, you say, okay, I really got to get out in front of this next time because you're just creating, it's, it's a negative experience from the start. I've, I've been in, in women are uh, many, many times in the family are the, you know, decision makers. And I know we all know that because that's just how, how it works kind of in the golf space. But I know that if I go to a restaurant and I'm not treated the right way or I'm uncomfortable, I will Mm -hmm. let my husband know that I don't want to go back there again. And I guarantee you, we probably won't give it another shot. You know, I love giving people second and third chances, but like in a situation like that, if they made me feel a certain way, I'm not going back, you know? So, well, especially if you wrote the check for the dues for the year, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> right. right. It's, well, it's true, but you have, you have certain expectations too. Now you're paying for this, yes, right? Yes. You're invested in this. Yes. And you, you really expect certain love. You don't expect to be treated like right. a stranger or you don't, you know, expect to be welcome. So, uh, you know, a lot of this we all. I don't know, want to just cut but... you off, but but think about it. But so, how do you make com- more more women feel comfortable on the course or at mm-hmm. your club? Number one, you train your staff. You train your staff. You train your outside staff. You train. You you do such a good job of training. If Mrs. Jones walks in and she asks, you know, where do I, you know, where is my lesson? You don't tell her it's on the driving range. If you have a minute, there's another pro in, in the shop. You have a merchandiser. Who, you walk them to the tee, mm-hmm. like you take her there. 
you walk her at the very least outside to the next person, an outside operations person where they can walk her there. You make sure that her clubs are on the range so she's not standing around looking around like, where am I? You know, what do I do? Like it is, that is putting them in such a, a, a negative space that again, when they're going to, you know, either go play or, or take a lesson or mm-hmm. it puts them in a, in a bad place in a, in a place that they don't need to be. And we can do such a better job of, 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 of making it so special at the club that every time they walk in the door that it's special and, and, and they can, they know they're going to, once they, they know they're the routine, we go down to the, my clubs are going to be there. I know they're going to be there. And I, you want to give the best, you want to, you want to give the best so that they can expect the best. Do you know what I mean? So would you say then overcoming this intimidation factor and this anxiety is the number one hurdle that us as a staff need to try to help our ladies get over? I think I think it's one of them. I think it's one of them. And I think there are definitely alternate ways to communicate to them and to communicate frequently, you know, not to send the, the once a month newsletter that goes out to everyone that has everything on the club on it. Yes. They need, we need Mm -hmm. that because we need to plan our lives around everybody's schedules and kind of what's going on. But these women are juggling a million things and they need reminders. They need information. They need to know. Um, so, and we can talk about ways to do that. But to send reminders mm-hmm. and do some things, but I definitely think that's important. Yeah. So, what are the best ways then you think to communicate with women? I think that you can, for sure, when you, especially when you hire younger, uh, you know, if you have an intern that comes in or you know a younger and newer assistant, designate them your social media, you know, little director. Mm-hmm. Give them a job for social media. Make sure that uh, your women, if they are on social media on Instagram that you're connecting with them somehow and you're, and you're, and they're on your, you know, following you. That's one way to do it. And again, our demographic, depending on if you're in that 50 to 80 year old range, they might not be as socially, you know, savvy on, on social media. Then again, they might be, but you don't There's know. There's a lot of grandparents on Facebook, you know, yeah, well, so. That's just it. But fate, you know, I mean, but now Instagram and, um, and Twitter is another mm-hmm. way that you can reach out yeah. to them. But I would, um, I think I think a special newsletter for your women alone is important. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would work with, and this is where I've had I've had success and I've seen successes. Work with your experts at the club. So if you have a great chef that everybody adores and 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 likes, but you wanna you wanna find new ways to kind of touch them, create a a little a weekly little something sneak a sneak peek or or something that goes out that gives them. What's going on that comes out every Sunday? What's going on for mm-hmm. that week for the women? What clinics mm-hmm. are, off- are being offered? And then what tournaments could they potentially play in? Just again, reminders, give them a little instructional tip, you know, something, a little ball position, little, you know, something basic. If you're close to the greens and want to get more comfortable, maybe, you know, grip down and do, do a couple, li- a, a little something nice and sweet, um, and instruction. And then get your chef to, to write us a, a, a nice little seasonal recipe. Have them write a little recipe, put cool. the recipe on, have them shoot a little picture and, and place it on. And now you have something special that they can look forward to every week. Not only are they going to get a little tip and find out what's going on that week, but they're also going to learn something, something different. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can even grab, say you have a great um, florist that provides um, floral arrangements for you uh, at your club. When they come in, the next time they go to drop off your floral arrangements, grab them and say, can you give us a, a, a little tip on, on spring gardening or, or something? Mm-hmm. And again, 
add it in and say, and then obviously attribute, give them the you know credit and put their Instagram account or, or something on there and just say, we got this great little tidbit from this great floral, floral place down the street. But you'll give them something that's going to w- make them want to look at it, number one, and then give them information so they're going to want to come to the club. Hey, that's why we brought you on today, Gia, because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that, right? So the, the idea of having the chef be able to get a little bit more contact with the members too and give something free for and, sure and give something free and easy that the ladies can take and say wow i didn't know that about how to make that or i always wondered how he did that uh now i know and i'm going to try it at home that's really cool I, I like that a lot good so let's transition into then we're talking i still want to talk about communication but mm-hmm. now i want to move to communicating on a lesson T, whether it's in group or individual uh, formats, because I think what I've come to realize, you know, is that inadvertently there are times where on a lesson T we may say or act in ways, and I say we, I'm talking about all us guys out there, that we may talk or act in ways that end up being, not on purpose, but we end up being intimidating to the ladies mm-hmm. out there. A perfect example, you know, that kind of surprised me is we do this, uh, we call it the Ladies Developmental League. It's kind mm-hmm. of uh, get off ready on steroids. And along with this, along with this pack, and it's been really successful for us. We've got a lot right. of laps golfers that are now um, playing and they've become part of our nine-holer program. So it's, there's really, you know, a high success rate for it. But we used to package in individual lessons as part of, if you're going to do this group program, you also get um, two lessons with one of the pros that's running the program. And the ladies weren't taking the lessons. And okay. uh, we thought one of two things, we're either like, well, they're all going to come at the last second and want to collect on these lessons, or I'm going to feel bad that we're, uh, we owe these uh, these lessons out there and they're not taking advantage of it. So I went up and asked a few of the ladies Hey, you still have a couple of lessons for this. Do you want to take them? And general consensus was, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for one-on-one. I'm not ready to be out there with the head pro or the first assistant. And to me, I'm thinking, oh, really? I thought they would want that, right? More one-on-one contact, really be able to make some more improvement. But does it make sense to you that they would give us that feedback? Um, possibly, you know, what, what size groups were you working with? Or is it just me? No, 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 (laughs) no, no, definitely not. No, no, no. It's, it's no, you're so funny. No. What, um, what size groups were you working with, Dean? So, uh, were they, were they like like 10? We probably had 10 or 15 ladies split into two groups, you know, so it might be, you you know, a pro with, with five or six ladies or so. So the way right. that I, I would have approached it or the way that you could have um, put a spin on it is I would have done them in pairs. So, mm-hmm. you know, women are social creatures. Like we, uh, and again, you always, I'm going to say this because, you know, somebody's going to say, well, I don't need, you know, a woman's going to say, I don't, I don't, I could do it by myself. You know, there's going to always be your outliers, but in, in, in general, we're social creatures. And when you, when you say, let's do a group class or let's do something that other, you, we're going to say yes. But so if you were to say to them, grab your girlfriend or you and, and I'm going to pair you and, you know, Mrs. Jones up together and you guys are going to mm-hmm. come and do this. You know, I would have gone the extra step and I would have sent them like a, a handwritten note and said, I've paired the two of you up. You're, you're coming at this time on this day, or here's three options. Here's three day options with three, three, three different times. We want to have you out. We can't wait to have you out, you know, and then 
you send it to their home or you put it in their locker or you send them a note somehow and, and you do it that way. But I would have probably by at very least paired them up. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that, yeah, It Same. does. And I guess that gets into, there's just, uh, and we're talking about very new golfers, some, you know, this is the first time they're holding the club or they're laps golfers. It's been 20 years. So they certainly had a high anxiety level, a lot of them yeah. about being out there. So there's a yeah, lot of hand holding up there. You know that though. Yeah. There's a lot of hand holding, mm -hmm. and and I think that's important. Uh, one one thing I would would really um, like to stress, and I've, I've talked to this before to some other um, male golf pros, is if you can hold off on demonstrating hitting a, a full seven iron or, or hitting something, if you can hold off, and, and if you're working with newer golfers and you're you're putting and, and doing small little chipping, that's different. But if you can hold off on them seeing you make this easy, smooth swing and, and the ball's like, you know, great in the air, like that, that is, that totally puts them in a place where, oh my gosh, he made it look so easy. Why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. So if you can find a, if they're super visual, if you can find another way, have a mirror or, um, you know, something, if you can figure out another way to get them to not, for you not to have to demonstrate that full swing for them off the bat, uh, that would make them feel good. The other thing that I would, would say to you is when you're videoing them, I would ask for sure, ask if they, if they would like to see a video. When you're videoing mm -hmm. women, they are not looking at their golf swing. They are looking at how their butt looks or how their clothes look or how their hair looks or if they look awkward. They're looking at everything else. So that a lot of times, and this is your newer golfers, not your, not your players, but they're mm -hmm. not looking at what you want, to, want them to be looking at. They're looking at how bad their outfit looks. I don't know, but they're not. So again, find better ways of, of demonstrating and showing them especially if they're visual, like of how we need to be working on this. And if, even if you're doing it in, in you know, slow motion or you're doing half swings or, or whatever, but definitely I would say hold off on the demonstration. Maybe other people have a diff different mm -hmm. experience with this, but you know, some of these women are like, oh, that, you make it look so easy. I can't believe I can't do this. That just puts right. them in a, a place we don't want them for learning. Now, that's a great perspective because I think it would be easy to fall into, okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm talking about this. I'm standing up in front of you. Now I'm going to show you how to do it. Now let's go work on, you know, right, work on right. to do that. And that's really probably one of the biggest issues with people trying to learn golf. Anyway, you, wouldn't, you don't learn other sports that way or, you know, you don't learn gymnastics by just somebody saying, all right, here's how we're going to do this triple flip. Now go do <laughs> right. it, you know, right? Right. Uh, so but, but we kind of try to teach golf that way. So yeah. let's talk then about what are some of the uh, the most successful programs that you've personally run? And let's, let's see if we could focus on um, on the newer lapsed golfers. I think, you know, it's different when we're talking about experienced players, you know, the 18 holers at our clubs, the ladies that are playing in some matches and competitively. But you know, I think it's key to focus on this 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 demographic that we could really help uh, grow in the game and grow at our clubs. So do you have a couple of things that you think yeah. you could throw out to us about maybe programs we could run or elements of programs we could implement into what we're doing? For sure. Uh, so I definitely want to say, you know, when you, 
invite the women when you think about when you get something in the mail, you get an invitation or you get a, I get them all the time for my kids' birthday parties and they pop up and yes, I have to think, oh, another birthday party, kill me. But I think, (laughs) um, I think, I think, oh, wow, they're going to be excited about that. That's the first thing that pops in. Oh, there's a birthday party. Mm-hmm. The kids will be excited. So when you get an invitation, it's, oh, oh, they invited me. I'm excited about that. So I know the LPGA has this whole invite her campaign. Great, great. Um, but I do. I, I think the um, when you can contact them yourself, call them yourself, uh, whatever program you're, you're doing, um, find a way to connect with them on a personal level, you're going to get a better response than if you were just to send it out in that monthly newsletter. So that would be, mm-hmm. that would be first for sure. I think on course training is huge and they don't have to be golfers. You can have them from, you know, do a total golf one one but set it up on the golf course. Either figure out mm-hmm. a, a timing again, depend, it so depends on what type of golf club you have, but you've got a great short game area. Set up a, a cool, like maybe you do like an 10 30, 11 o'clock, set up a little mimosa station. Invite the women to come out. You have chairs set. You, you give them mimosas and coffee and you, you talk to them and you talk to them about, you know, what's in the golf bag, what you wear, what do you put in your pockets? You know, why do people put teas in their right pocket and not in their left pocket? And what, what's a glove for? And you cover all those little basics over a mimosa. And then maybe the ladies go for lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. You tie it into an F and B portion. Your, your F and B people will love you. Or you, you walk. And then after that would be maybe a first session. Then the next session, maybe you say, okay, no, today we're, again, we're, I don't know if we're going to pick up a club today, but we're going to walk a golf hole. We're going to grab a tea mm-hmm. or a cup of coffee or nothing, you know, a water. And we're going to, I'm going to walk you down a hole and I'm going to show you where to stand. If you have a caddy program, where'd your yeah. caddy stand? What do I use a caddy for? Like, what are they supposed to do? What are they not supposed mm-hmm. to do? You know, you walk them through uh, a whole hole. And then, you know, you, you might be carrying your bag. You, you put it down. You show them where to stand. You have them move with you. Um, I always, when I do my, um, my, my green, my uh, putting stuff and show them how to work a green, I, I attribute it to like dancing. I have them like move with me and I, you know, I have, you know, four players and I have them move and how everybody's moving, constantly moving when somebody is about to putt, everybody stops. But I have them doing it with no golf clubs, no nothing. So there's nothing to take away. So, yeah. uh, that's a w- one way to, to get them comfortable is that you do a, a pre golf golf, I guess, you know, kind of a deal where you get mm-hmm. them out and you just, talk to them. And that's a great place for your assistants and for you to, to gain a really sweet rapport with them, you know, to get, get them so comfortable with you that when you do do a, you know, like the event that you did, um, when, when you do are able to get them to a certain point where they should, you know, want to come for those private lessons, they're going to say, Oh, I love Jimmy. He's been so kind to me. I, you know, he's taught me so much already. I, I'm going to, I'm okay. I think I'm going to spend time with him. And I, and, and that, that's, that's yeah. a nice way to do it. So you can do it without even having the golf clubs. Does, uh, I'm trying to think, oh, and, and you know, and, and the new rules no, too, by the way, the new rules are a perfect, perfect way for you to jumpstart something like this. Give them because, you know, to, mm-hmm. to demonstrate and show them and you can, you can make it funny too and fun. You can have a couple of people stand up and you can do the ball drops and you can have them walk and you can, you know, you can do a, a, a really fun little event for them. And then you could do it like late afternoon, maybe like a, a three to four. And then you have, you know, you work with your F and B, have a little cocktail bar set up after when they're done and let them all have a cocktail and get to know each other a little bit. And, and then you're kind of off and running. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these are, these are, some of these are elements of what you do with uh, golf experiences for her, right? When you're talking yes. about F and P 
F&B portion and everything. Um, you were nice enough to come on, and I know this isn't a sales pitch or anything, but I think <laughs> it's important. For, I want people to understand um, what these experiences are that you're doing, because even if people are trying to do them at their club, I think it's something that really is a great opportunity for us to build up some better programs for our women. So take, take me through a typical, a typical day in one of these uh, golf experiences for her. Yeah, I'd love to share this with you. And I know uh, it might be, you know, a little bit different than what you normally might offer at your golf club. But, you know, this could be a way for you to showcase your club, add value to your golf club. They're always looking for something um, new and different. I think that was the big thing. I think we, we were talking about it earlier. Like what, what are you, I think your question to me at some point when we were talking about about this um, podcast, you said, you know, what are we doing wrong? And I want to say, you're not doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. but what are you doing differently? What have you done? What are you doing differently that you're, that you from, from five years ago, you know? So, so golf experiences for her, I uh, was lucky enough to host a couple of golf and travel shows. I have a passion for cooking and um, for, uh, for fashion and for like, just lifestyle elements. And I found that, you know, the golf lifestyle, it really, when I was traveling and doing these different things, it it was so immersed. There was so much there that I was like, oh, I was like, I was just, I couldn't get enough of it. And I was was trying to figure out how I could incorporate the two for it to make sense in our world, in our golf world. And uh, it took a number of years, Mm -hmm. you know, and and some kids and and some time, but I, I found these, these, that if you can curate these special days for women, you're going to create something that's uh, really, really amazing. And what, so what I do is I basically customize a day for you. And it's dependent on what, again, if it's a resort or a private club or a semi-private club, um, your demographic. I did one recently for a men's club, a men's golf club. They wanted to do something nice for their wives and they brought me in for the day. And um, what I do is I, I marry golf instruction um, with a high-end lifestyle event. So I work with your F and B and again, it's always amazing to be able to showcase what you do so well at your own, your golf clubs. So I work with, um, your event planners and I kind of create this day. So, um, usually they're anywhere from four to six hours. Again, it depends on what we're doing. Um, and I, uh, I create a, a working breakfast and what I do is I, instead of eating in the, um, in the grill room or eating in, um, on the patio, I take the breakfast and I put it on the lesson tee and I, put beautiful mm-hmm. linens on it and I put lovely flowers and mimosas and I work with your F&B. We create female friendly foods. Women don't like to eat a lot in front of other women. I don't know if you guys know that, but you know, we're not going to, you know, chow down on wings and, and a couple beers, although that is cool in, in certain um, circumstances. <laughs> but you know, when you're going to the golf club, you know, so you do really lovely female friendly foods. And I sit down with them and I just talk with them. I sit with them for about a half hour, 45 minutes. Um, I send out a pre-event questionnaire ahead of time. So I get to know um, a little bit about um, your membership. I know, um, or my guests that I bring to the club. I, um, I learn, you know, uh, about injuries and about what their goal, goal for the day would be, what their golf goal for the day might be. If they're an avid golfer, if they're newer to the game, kind of just some basics. And then I find out, oh, important. I find out if Mrs. Smith likes blue. If Mrs. Smith likes blue, then I'm going to make sure that her gift, which I, you know, I give these special gifts, is something blue mm-hmm. or something. If she loves chocolate, I might bring her chocolate. You know, I make sure that I give them, I create a day that has so many nice details in it that the women think, wow, they really, they really thought of me. Like she really got me. 
And, and that's what I think, you know, again, if you're not lacking in that at your golf club, but these are little things, even if you did a couple little things that were made it really special for them, they would walk away and say, wow, they really thought of me. So after um, I do this nice mm -hmm. working breakfast, you know, while we're hanging out, um, I do a quick little um, movement assessment. I'm biodynamics based. So I, I do, I just learn a little bit about their bodies and explain to them why your swing might look different than, you know, your friend's swing. And they love that. And then um, we go into the instruction. And again, it depends on what I'm working with. I can work with total newer golfers or I can work with your better players. Um, it just depends on on what we're doing. Again, chipping, putting, full swing. We might even spend a little time on the golf course. Just depends on whom, whom I'm working with. Uh, and then I work again with your F&B, three course seasonal lunch, wine pairings, create, do something special. If, if, I, if we have a really great little uh, first course and it's a, a fabulous gazpacho, I'll make sure the, the, I, get, I get the recipe printed up on, on really nice paper and the ladies walk away with the recipe card so they know that the next time they entertain, they can, you know, make that gazpacho that chef John made. And then afterwards, I kind of try to dazzle them. You know, now that we've spent all these few hours, you know, a few hours together, um, they've gotten to know me. I've gotten to know them. Either I do the lifestyle portion because again, I have passion for, um, cooking and for fashion or I bring in an expert. So if you have an, an on-site sommelier and you haven't used them in one of your events, use them. If you have a great bartender that everybody loves, you know, create a mixology session with them. I, I've even gone so far to, you know, I've worked with, floral designers and I brought in, um, a, a craft beer specialist. You know, I usually use, I try to work with women just because, uh, again, women teaching women, it's very comfortable. Uh, and it's, you know, there's so much that yeah. we can talk about, but it, it obviously doesn't have to be like that. But if you do, if you have a female that's, you know, a great merchandiser and she's, you know, she dresses well, bring her in and have her talk to ladies. Don't try to sell the stuff in your shop. Just Offer them something that creates community. Offer them something that's going to make them feel good about the next time they go to entertain or have some of the other members over at their house. You know, provide them with something different. And then mm -hmm. they leave with a great, great gift and, and then uh, some way to bit reconnect. And you always want to give them an, an, another way to reconnect with you. That's the golf experience, you know, encapsulated in a very quick, but it's really detailed and it's, yeah. um, they're really special days. And it's something different. If you don't have a, a female instructor or at your golf club, think about, think about great restaurants. They always bring in celebrity chefs. They always bring in, they're trying to offer their guests something that they can't give them. If you can't, you go ahead. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> sorry. Right. We're seeing this trend and it's a good trend where um, a lot of times it starts with a director of instruction or a teaching professional at the club, but sometimes with the head pro. Uh, where they're bringing in guest instructors for the day. And why I say it's a nice trend is because I think that means that people are getting past the ego of this saying that, oh, I can't, I don't want to bring anybody else on onto my turf. Right. Nobody's coming on my range and teaching yeah. my students, right? But saying, being self-aware enough to say, okay, mm -hmm. I can't offer this. And what you just explained, if anybody <laughs> thinks that's in a position such as mine that they can <laughs> offer that, Go for it, and if you pull it off, great. You're, I mean, you're doing a phenomenal job. But um, I don't think you know it's possible. And where why this is such a good, you know, I believe a good opportunity for you too is because you have that the women's touch, like you said, women teaching women, and then people being able to integrate it with this lifestyle stuff from a perspective that right. that I don't have. Right? Hey, I I love wine too, but pairing it with foods that women like and and maybe some other wines that women like, you know, would be tougher for me. So, my job, my job is 
my job is to dazzle them for you so that they're so comfortable and happy that day that they say, I want to go back there. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, we all know that people say it all the time. Hey, I got to keep your ladies happy at your club. You know, it's job security. Well, this is a really, you know, phenomenal, new and innovative way to do that. Thank you. I'd say without a doubt. So um, before we wrap up then, talking about this, how can people get some more information about golf experiences for her, learn a little bit more about Gia? Where can they find you? You can reach me uh, at my website. I just relaunched my new uh, business website. It's uh, www.trywithgia.com. And my golf experiences for her, all the information is, is on there as well. Um, it'll give you a little taste of what I'm, I'm, I'm involved in with fitness and beauty and, and golf instruction. And it could be a cool place too if you guys ever wanted to um, – and again, I could talk with, with different, um, some of you, give your women somewhere to go for kind of all those things that are encapsulating uh, what you want to promote at your golf club. It could be a cool site for them to um, to see. So uh, trywithgia.com. And then also I'm on Instagram at, um, at trywithgia. And uh, I'd love to help in any way. I'd love to share what I'm doing. If anybody has any questions or um, I can uh, be of some kind of service to you, I'd love to be able to share. So. Thanks. Well, I would say, everybody, check that out. Get in touch with Gia if you want some help doing some new and innovative stuff for your ladies because we know that will go a long way at the club. So, Gia, thanks a lot for all of your time today. I think everybody's going to get so much from this uh, as we start 2019, knowing that we need to do something new and different um, to help us continue to grow and make progress in our jobs. So, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks, Dean. This was the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. Head over to iTunes to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to rate and review while you're there. For more information, go to golfbusinessnetwork.com.